What's going on, everyone? Thank you for listening to LaRoy Bishop Podcast, a music business discussion that tunes in the music trends and how artists can dominate the industry. Today, we are talking about music distros and streaming services. Yes, I'm so excited because I think this is one of the most important topics that we can talk about, especially for artists who are like beginning um, their career. So, yeah, let's first talk about the streaming services, Kenny. So, I know that there's, there's a lot of artists that using different platforms to put the music out there. I know YouTube is kind of like the biggest one that you might see in the artists put their music out there. But besides YouTube, what are the streaming platforms that you've seen that has a great quality or great benefit for an artist? I think SoundCloud is really great for people that uh, don't want to spend too much money on like their music yet. Um, I've seen a lot of people start off on SoundCloud and do really well and then get, um, you know, their music on other platforms as well. But I'm also a huge fan of Spotify. <laughs> oh, yeah, Spotify. Yeah, Spotify is a definitely a good platform to be, for, be on for an artist. Yeah, I think um, I read something that like 40,000 songs are uploaded every day on Spotify or something like that. It was a huge number and I was like, oh my gosh. But it's such a great platform and a lot of people use it. So, I mean... Why not put your music on Spotify? Speaking of Spotify, now, as you go on Spotify, you can see like a, almost like a visual for a song or something like that. Yeah. So I know an artist that when they use visuals or for promote for their promotion of the song, that Spotify actually has something to where they can upload a visual on their account to that specific song and kind of like bring attention to that, I guess, to their song itself or maybe even to like their Spotify platform where they can gain more followers and more listeners on the platform itself. Absolutely. Yeah. I love Spotify for artists because you can even click on a song and see specifically what cities people are streaming it in. So then you can target your ads to those cities. Um, and it's really great. You can also see what playlist that song has been put on. Um, it doesn't have to be like editorial playlists. It can be just, you know, like a smaller playlist, which I think is really great as well, because if you, you know, like know somebody that like put your song on one of their playlists, you can always reach out to them and be like, Hey, thank you so much for putting, you know, whatever song on your playlist. Like I saw that this morning and I just think it's super cool. And then you can have like a cool connection with that person. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know Spotify is definitely a good um, playlist. You know, different like different genres have a different playlist. Like you got rap caviar on Spotify. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of um top one hundreds or different countries. They have a playlist for that. So mm-hmm. definitely Spotify would be the best place for putting your music out on playlists and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. The uh Apple Music for artists isn't bad either. I I actually use that for some of my artists as well. And you can also track you know, where the song is being um, streamed at. And I love it because um, specifically there's this map um, and it has like circles of where like your music is being streamed. So you can kind of see like which areas of the country or the world are like really like listening to your music and like the the colors of the dots change, like of how many people like listen to, if that makes sense. So it's like super great because you can kind of see very quickly, like where you could like target ads, where you could go have a concert where you should be, you know, promoting your music at specifically. So it's really great. And I, and I love that both of those streaming platforms have that option for artists. And um, like I said before, your Spotify, Apple Music, 
And definitely YouTube would have to be the biggest three for artists to make yeah. revenue streams for their music. And also far as I guess where people biggest concern far as artists is like their payout for different platforms and stuff like that. I would say if you're definitely an artist, the I guess the biggest platform to actually look into from from what I've seen would have definitely had to be Apple Music. Yeah. Because Apple Music is not only like so many people nowadays have an iPhone where they can actually have so many things to like pop up on their phone. Like you have Apple Music, you got podcasts where you can listen to all your favorite podcasts, like for ours, for instance. Yeah. You know, it's just easy access for people to actually, for your for your fans to access your content. You know, it's always one of those things. Um, That's one thing I like about Apple and Apple Music. It's like this easy to connect to the people and to an artist fan base that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think Apple Music is really kind of pushing the overall standards because a lot of people just relate Apple Music to iTunes and they're very, I mean, they're very different. So yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. And it's been interesting to see what Apple Music has been trying to do to like step up their game and then they could be like ahead of Spotify. But yeah, I've been also seeing a lot of playlists do well on Apple Music as well, which typically you think playlists and you think Spotify, you know? Oh, yeah. It's just one of those things, like pick your poison, you know, like you're uh, team Apple or team Spotify, but I usually, um, I usually probably use both if I can, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, um, they always have, if you're not really, you're not, for instance, if you're an artist or not really an artist or just a plain listener, you listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. it's always good to know that your artist platform or music or content is on each one of these platforms. So whatever your preference is, it's like uh, if you listen to Spotify, it's easy to share your artist music. So that way you can uh, go to your artist song and say, hey, look up the share button. And it's quickly to actually put your favorite artist song on Instagram or you want to put it on Facebook and any one of those social media platforms is easy yeah. or shareable. Then um, I would say Apple Music. Absolutely. But overall, it's it's still a great way to um, share content. Apple Music always a great way to actually benefit more for the artists. And YouTube is another way as well to actually visualize or have a great visual of the artist's music and this content as well. So, great farm. Just think think of these platforms in mind, and you'd be very successful. Yeah, and another platform that we we could briefly talk about is Tidal because they've always been like, you know, like for the artist, if that makes sense, and like for the music. And um, I just thought it was really interesting because recently I saw on Spotify that they have a new feature where you can get the best quality of sound, which is also something that Tidal like kind of claims. So I think it's kind of cool that other streaming platforms are trying to compete with Tidal because it always seemed for a little bit that Tidal was trying to compete with other streaming platforms. Um, so Spotify saw, saw something probably in title and decided that maybe it'd be a good idea to kind of compete with them as well. Right. Right. And uh, I think another perk that I love about Spotify is like now I think, well, I believe that what you're still doing now is artists are able to upload their music directly onto Spotify platform itself. Kind of like as far as distribution, you know, but thing is you never want to forget all the distributors out there now. 
you know, she's got like serious like C D baby. Um, you guys distributes like Distro Kid, mm-hmm. Symphonic, but and TuneCore, but it's like I always gotta think of like these guys are been in the game for a minute now. Facts. <laughs> and also they also been have that platform that you don't have to just upload your song in one thing. It can pretty much push your music on every single different platform for a single fee, maybe depending on if you're a label or if you're an artist. But I always would actually will recommend actually going through a distributor because, like I said, these distributors, these these distros have perks as well, along yeah. with the actual streaming services. Yeah, let's dive into that a little bit. I'd love to first start off with probably the most well known right now, especially for independent artists, DistroKid. Um, it seems to be the most affordable right now for like kind of like you get what you get. And um, yeah, let's just dive into DistroKid for a second. Like, have you ever used it with your artists? And like, what has been your experience? Uh, I would say DistroKid has definitely great perks. Um, it has things to, it's very inexpensive, like you mm-hmm. said. You know, it's, um, it doesn't really cost too much. I think the most I've seen, if you're like an actual label, it's like maybe $100, but it's not monthly rate. It's a right. per year. So that would be a great thing to actually look at. It's like you're not spending, thinking of this way, you're not spending $100 a month. Yep. Like that would have been chaotic. You're trying to build a budget, spend money on music, putting music in your platform, stuff like that. And you have to worry about putting it out there. So it's it's not that much. Um, so like I said, most of the scene, it was like $100. And that's one yeah. thing I like about that. Absolutely. Yeah, I like DistroKid because it is affordable. Um, it's pretty quick. Like they get your music on your, on the platforms that you select pretty quickly. Um, I've, with my artists, we've kind of been switching back and forth between, you know, which distributor we want to use, but DistroKid is really great because also they, they get it on some streaming platforms that you typically, you have to pay a little bit more, um, for. So like specifically I'm talking about TikTok, um, some distributors, they have like an extra fee to get it on TikTok, but DistroKid, from my knowledge, just puts it on there for you if you select it, of course. Um, but yeah, I've seen a lot of really fantastic artists use DistroKid and they've been really successful. Another thing I really enjoy is the pre-save option, specifically with Spotify pre-saves. Not every distributor does that for you for free. And of course, you can pay extra for like different things with DistroKid, but I like how user-friendly it is and they really... It does seem like they really want to help the artists. This is not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> but they also, if you're interested in doing cover songs, they'll help you get the license, which, I mean, that's super helpful because a lot of people, one, don't know where to start when it comes to that. And two, um, you know, they might not have the time because sometimes you have to do a lot of research depending on the song. So I love that they are willing to do that also. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it was always good being, um, just to be lookout. When you're doing this music, it's always good to be creating the craft, um, creating the content, but you always want to be focused on the business side as well. Mm-hmm. And also focus on who you're getting, who do you, what platform that you're actually using to put your music out there. I remember our, one of our recent episodes before, you we saying not to really put all your content or your whole catalog on YouTube. Yes, YouTube is a great platform for an artist, but actual the payout for an artist on YouTube is very slim, seeing that you have to have 
a lot of subscribers on your page, you know what I'm saying, to actually receive anything or actually make any revenue from YouTube. So that's the thing what people have to understand is, yes, YouTube or putting your music to distributors, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of like one of those things like, oh, I'm trying to make sure I get paid for the content, pay for my work, and this, that, and the third. But yeah, I have to make sure how you go about it is done in the right way. Because right. at the end of the day, yes, it is a business, but at the end of the day, it's still all about how you putting yourself out there because yeah. not everyone's going to like hop on YouTube and say, Oh, my favorite artist has a new song up, but it's all on YouTube. I don't really like YouTube that much. It's guess what? You probably just lost some of your fans. Exactly. Like, you have all your content on YouTube and they use Spotify or mm-hmm. they might use Apple music or they might even use title. So just think about it this way. It's like, yeah, you might feel like it's it's just about the business, about getting paid. It's all about you make yourself look too. So it's all about your your credibility and your um your image. But it's like it's mm-hmm. all about how you put yourself out there. At the end yeah, of the day. absolutely. I I agree with everything you just said. I also think this would be a really great segue to talk about a different uh, distributor, and they're called Symphonic. Um, have you heard of them? Oh yeah, yeah. Symphonic is a it's a great, uh, I'll say it's the great music club for all distros. Right, right. It's like the CSAC of distributors, if you're familiar with the PROs. Um, so it's really cool because it's invitation. You have to be selected. And they do a lot more than just like distribute your music. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like DistroKid will, you know, distribute your music and then they'll like help you with cover songs if you need the license, stuff like that. But Symphonic kind of takes it like a step or two ahead. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's um, I would say Symphonic is kind of like the gatekeepers of the distributors in a way. Facts. You know, back in the day, um, they had, what they have is the gatekeepers at these radios, uh, radio stations, so to make sure like what artists they put on or put on their station and stuff like that. So Symphonic is kind of the same way. It's kind of the almost like a wake up to tell you, say, hey, is my content good? Mm-hmm. I know your content is good, but is it, you know, that major label type good? That's what you always want. You always want to be, if you feel really, I know, a way about signing to a major label or something like that, but you want to make sure your content is up there if you don't really want to sign to a major label. Just think about it this way. You always want to make sure the music that you put out is so good that you don't even need to sign to a major label. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Symphonic is kind of like showing you, it's like, hey, put my music out there. I sent it to Symphonic. They accepted it. This is like kind of like a kind of a ego booster, you would say. Right. For yeah. yourself, saying my music was on uh, Symphonic on that platform. It's that good, you know. What I mean? Kind of something yeah. to brag about a little bit. Like yeah, that. it's 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 kind of like they've created this really great foundation, and now it's um, people respect Symphonic because of the artists that they choose to work with. If if that makes sense. Right. Um, and I love it also because if you are selected they like send you like a report about like your target audience and they like give suggestions on like what you can do on social media. 
and stuff like that. And it's really helpful, especially for artists who are just beginning and have no idea where to start, which is totally fine. So I love I love that if you are selected and you have like you know, like great music, it's not just about the streams with them. I mean, stream streaming count is great for any distributor, but Symphonic really listens to the artist because they value music, it seems like, which is great. So yeah, it's really awesome that they're willing to like take it a step forward, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, it's always good. So music distributors and streaming services have been the... I would say the biggest milestone for an artist, the biggest uh, key point for an artist, because it's a way to actually put their music out there and not really sitting on your computer or whatever that you want to like, wherever you create your music on, you know, it's, it's the way to actually show people what you're doing, what's your sound, what you're about. It's, uh, I feel like they're the new way to actually putting your music out there. And once again, we're not saying that you had to go out and sign up to all these uh, distributors like uh, like DistroKid, Symphonic, CD Baby, or putting your music straight forward through on Spotify and Apple Music or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like we have, they have other um, contents or other platforms like SoundCloud. SoundCloud is just another one it's coming up on a rise now. Yeah. And as um, far as what SoundCloud is doing, they're changing the whole platform to where it's not even all about the streams. It's how many people actually listen to your music. Yep. You know, how big is your fan base on SoundCloud? That's what they're going about doing now. It's not even all about the streams. It's now about how how the people are getting engaged with your music on the platform. So, which is a good thing. And also, SoundCloud is another distributor that actually puts your music out there. So, be on the lookout for the big things. The music industry is changing more and more every day. So, who knows? There might be another distro or streaming service in the future she might not even know about. Right. Yeah, that's so true. I think, um, I think one thing that we could mention is when you're picking a distributor go and look at other distributors that are like similar or even way different and compare them, compare their like annual costs or their, just their distribution fees, compare what commission they take. Some will take 15, some will take zero, you know, percent, I should say 15%, so it's kind of important to look at that. You can also look at, you know, some special features like DistroKid will distribute your lyrics for you and other ones like CD Baby, they they don't distribute your lyrics. Some platforms won't put your music on Instagram and TikTok, but others will. There's other like uh, distributors that will help with like the credits and some are just like, you know, the basic credits that you need to like put in when you're putting your music in a distributor. So it's kind of interesting. And I think it's really important just to like, compare and contrast them all to figure out which one works best for you. But there's also a really great resource that we will put in the episode notes. um, And it helps you compare and contrast each one. It's a little out of date. It's from last year, but it it does, it does compare and contrast them really well and have, has great links to all their websites and everything like that. So we'll definitely put that in there. 
um, so you can you can view which one works best for you. Uh, sounds good. Sounds good. I really do appreciate that, Becca. Yeah, it's it's super helpful, and, and I I really do think, and this is coming from an artist manager's standpoint. If you can cut costs in ways that are going to, you know, like, let's just say when you're working on a song and you're like, you know what, instead of using this person, I'm going to use this person because they're a little bit cheaper. With distributors, you might not want to cut costs if it helps, you know, you in the long run. So if you really value, you know, let's just say you really value that your lyrics are going to be distributed and people can use that on their Instagram stories and stuff like that. Um, you know, look at distributors who are going to do that for you. Um, if you really value a distributor that will, um, let's just say not take a commission. I mean, you probably want to compare and contrast to make sure your distributor isn't going to take a commission out of everything, especially YouTube videos. A lot of distributors will take a percentage of your YouTube video. Um, I think it's when it reads a certain amount of streams and when you can start to monetize off of it, um, make money, I should say. So, um, yeah, I think it's just really, really cool that especially this, this link right here that we'll put in the, in the notes, it helps kind of show all of the ins and outs of each distributor. That's cool. So that's the end of our podcast, but you always want to remember to think of yourself as a brand and your brand is your business. And if you like what you heard, be sure to share this episode with your friends and on social media. Let us know what topic you want to hear next by sending us a DM on Instagram or Facebook at La Royal Bishop Podcast.